0: It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Happy Monday, everybody, on a beautiful afternoon from C National Arena and Studio 31. This is Nighttime at Noon. Brian McCormick alongside Justin Russo, ready to talk VGK hockey with you. Uh, A bit of an HSK takeover on the desk today as the majority of the VGK broadcast stable is in Colorado getting ready for tonight's game against the Avalanche. Henderson Silver Knights with a couple of wins this week against the Calgary Wranglers as well. We'll touch on AHL stuff, but of course plenty on the VGK front. They've made a trade. It is trade deadline season, so we'll go through the entire league's uh, activity at this point. Some big fish still out there. Some big names have already moved. Ivan Barbashev is a member of the Golden Knights, so that along with all the other prep work getting you set for the... Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche this evening. We will touch on it. Uh, We're going to have Megan Bozak join us. She's going to be on the broadcast tonight for the uh, VGK, so she'll help us uh, get settled. And then again, there's just so much trade deadline uh, material, and the Golden Knights playing uh, really good hockey right now with points in nine straight games. So a lot to touch on, and before we get too uh, far, into it, I want to address the uh, the finely dressed, uh, dapper elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, this is Justin Russo. If you've not met him before, then you have been following our HSK broadcast. He is our broadcast grad assistant, does all of our studio work on the HSK side, and does some Uh, work for Dan Duva's team on VGK radio broadcasts as well. Uh, He has outdressed me up and down. (laughs) Uh, Our radio broadcast... Brian look bad today. Our radio audience doesn't know that, but those of you who are following on our streaming sites on social media do. Uh, But Justin, this is the first time you've gotten a a chance to do this program, so uh, welcome to it. Well, thank
1: you. I I had to look dapper for my first time. Of course, Brian. You know, I had to to show out here for all the K-10 fans. But yeah, happy to be here. Lots to get into in terms of the VGK and the HSK. Both kind of on hot streaks right now. Henderson Silver Knights with three wins against Calgary this week. And... uh, Vegas Golden Knights, points in nine straight, as you mentioned, getting Ivan Barbashev, getting some help, and looking to keep this thing
0: rolling. Exactly. So, again, he looks great, and I just look like I've gotten complacent. But that's <laughs> that's the point. That's what uh, experience brings. Well, again, you can follow along on all of our uh, streaming uh, sites on social media. We're going to have Megan Bozak in just a few moments, and uh, you probably in our audience who remember Megan from prior uh, this year. She, uh a member of the U.S. Women's National Team Alumni Group, a former Olympian. She's been on the broadcast with us and was with us to help promote the U.S. and Canada women's game that was at the Dollar Loan Center earlier this year. Uh, and she's going to be hopping on the broadcast as well. So we'll have her in a few minutes, give us some context of what's going on uh, in Colorado. But right now you've got two red-hot teams <laughs> running into each other. You've got the Golden Knights with points in nine straight, coming off a shootout loss to the Dallas mm-hmm. Stars, but a, a a game where they continued to play well defensively, get good goaltending from Laurent Bressois, uh, unable to find the answer in the shootout, but they're going very well, and right now Colorado's won five in a row uh, and seven of their last ten, so two teams moving in the right direction at the right time.
1: Yeah, certainly, and for the Golden Knights, you look at the two games that they lost this week, both in the shootout and... And for Vegas, you know, both of them coming on just late mistakes late in the games. You know, you look at that Chicago game where they have an opportunity with the empty net situation, they throw a puck over the glass, Chicago gets the late goal. You look again on Saturday against Dallas, Chandler Stevenson has an opportunity to maybe get it deep, tries to get the pass for the empty net goal, Dallas comes the other way and they end up getting the goal. So just a couple of late but correctable mistakes for the Golden Knights. I know Bruce Casty overall is happy with the way that his team's played, but just those couple mistakes costing them a couple of points this week.
0: And again, what the Golden Knights have done really since coming out of the All-Star break, just put- the throttle down. And even on games when they they make an error or two, they're finding points and that continues to give them uh, a little bit of uh, comfort, a little bit of progress in the Pacific Division. Right now they've got a two-point lead on the LA Kings for the top spot in the Pacific with two games in hand uh, on LA. So Golden Knights, I think one of the biggest comforts for Golden Knights fans is the fact that when Logan Thompson went down, that had the potential to be a a hole and then you had Aiden Hill uh, dinged up in that stretch as well. Ron Brassois came in and did some significant work. Now we've had the news this morning uh, that Brassois has uh, is a little dinged up himself. He's day-to-day, so Michael Hutchinson has been brought up from the Silver Knights uh, for the time being. But this rotating cast between the pipes since Logan Thompson went down has gotten the job done, and uh, consistently so.
1: Yeah, what could have been a huge problem for the Golden Knights has turned into a bit of a good problem for Bruce Cassidy. You know, you look at Logan Thompson going down, the all-star goaltender. Aiden Hill comes in, plays great. Then you're thinking, oh, man, Aiden Hill goes down, here's Brasois coming up, but he has three of his best games perhaps of his NHL career, playing great. And, you know, we were talking after Saturday that you might have to ride the hot hand with him and just keep him in net. He's been playing so well, but now with him out day-to-day, we expect Aiden Hill to be back in net tonight against Colorado. But you have confidence in all three of those guys.
0: And we talked, we'll we talk about it more uh, as the show goes on, but Brasol also probably with the save of his life in overtime. Oh, yeah. That's Dallas as well, uh, but plenty to, to break down. There. Well, here you go. See, Floyd on the other side of the <laughs> monitor. He's ready. Beautiful. Uh, that was the uh, the backhand windmill. We need to come up with a name for that maneuver. Uh, but Bressois with a, uh, a brilliant stop against Tyler Sagan in overtime that uh, kept things alive. Again, ultimately it was the wow. Dallas Stars who would find the shootout success, but uh, the VGK 6-0 in three in their last nine contests. I'll tell you one of the things that bolsters the Golden Knights as well is the scoring depth that they're getting. And we're going to talk about the cast of characters all the way down. We'll talk a little bit about it with Megan when she joins us as well. But, you know, you also need your big guns to be your big guns, and Jack Eichel is starting to show that he's finding that touch again. Uh, goals in three straight games, five goals in his last seven, uh, and showing the, the sharp, Shooter skill set that uh, has made him so special throughout his career.
1: Yeah, he's really woken up after this All Star break, and Bruce Cassidy's saying that he really feels like Jack's had his legs under him this entire time. And you know, it was a little bit of a slug there for Jack. You know, pre All Star break, but he's come out firing out of the gates and. That's what the Golden Knights need, right? That's your top gun. You need to come out there and score. But like you said, guys up and down the lineup getting things done. William Carrier and a lot of guys have been joking. You know, the the VGK hits leader after he was overtaken by Braden McNabb this week all time. But, you know, he was more of a physical guy. Now he's starting to score for the Vegas Golden Knights. So a lot of guys up and down the
0: lineup chipping in. And Again, Ivan Barbashev in now is going to give a little bit of depth as well. And you know what? We'll break... All of that down now as we bring in Megan Bozak, who joins us from Colorado, where she's getting ready for the broadcast tonight, Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, Megan, we start off the show just talking about the fact that right now these are two teams really moving in the right direction for the Golden Knights, points in nine straight. They've been terrific out of the All-Star break. Uh, and for the Colorado Avalanche, they've won five in a row And a team that uh, looked pretty tame a month ago has now surged into the conversation for the top of the Central. So, uh, Megan, I'm sure you're excited because this should be a pretty good one we have tonight.
2: Hi, guys. Yeah, it should be a great game. I think you have two teams that are really finding ways to win with injured players. And I think it's important at this time of the season. Obviously, you want to make it to All-Star break. And after All-Star break, you see more injuries come about and, with Vegas hitting a little bit of a, a low point before break, and then after break, just just on, I don't want to say cruise control, but managing what they need to do to get those wins, and it should be it should be really exciting um, seeing Barbashev in the lineup tonight.
1: Hey Megan, uh, you know I wanted to ask about the Golden Knights and, and the rotation of goaltenders that they had. You know, when you're a player, a forward, defenseman, when you have that rotation of goaltenders, how much more pressure do you, do you put on yourself to try to play well in front of them?
2: I think you have to realize what goaltenders you are playing in front of. Um, you obviously have to play big, which the defense have no problem doing on Vegas, but you're going to go that extra little bit to make sure your stick's in the right position. Your body is, is taking away those lanes. But again, with the injuries that are, that are coming about, um, I'm anxious to see how they can capitalize on the defensive end of it because you see, a game like last that they score within the last 40 seconds, and they're scrambling. So take care of the D zone, not the offensive zone, do the work.
0: We're with Megan Bozek, former Olympian and member of the U.S. National Program and now on the VGK broadcast team for tonight. Uh, Megan, you mentioned the addition of Ivan Barbashev. That certainly is some of the big news of the day. Added yesterday in a trade with the St. Louis Blues and at Morning Skate this morning, and expected to make his... Golden Knights debut tonight wearing number 49. Uh could you get a sense of the uh, the, the vibes around the dressing room uh, adding someone new and what it must be like for Barbashev to, to jump into the fray?
2: Yeah, he's so fresh from from flying in yeah. yesterday and <laughs> obviously it makes it difficult on these players just when your life is set up there for 7 seasons in a different city and then and getting traded and I think he had a little bit of a Inkling to to him being traded after O'Reilly and uh, the moving parts there with Tarasenko. But it, it's tough on families, and I think people don't realize that. But then obviously picking up and, and shipping to, to the new team, but on the ice for pregame, they're chirping him during warm-up drills and just keeping it light, and I think that's important. There's no added pressure. There's no extra chaos that has to ensue just let them play hockey. They're the best of the best at their sport, and, and I'm excited to see him play tonight.
0: I think, Megan, another thing that the Barbashev edition adds is, that, of course, the, the Golden Knights have been trying to find that, that balance, that continuity in their forward line since the absence of Mark Stone. Now does Ivan Barbashev's game itself provide for the Golden Knights, but it also is going to give Bruce Cassidy options of how he wants to adjust the rest of his lineup. Don't mean it's necessarily a, a, a scramble and a shuffle, but it adds uh, a legitimate, really... Top six option for for the Golden Knights, if that's how Bruce Cassidy wants to use it.
2: I think it's important going into the start of the hunt of playoffs, so to speak, that you're going to need more than two lines to win a championship. And I think you've seen the cup contenders for the last handful of years. You have to rotate through, but you also have to learn to play different roles if needed. And I think Barbashev is going to bring a really positive impact to, to Vegas for that playing on a first line, a second line, a fourth line, the physical player that he is, but playing well in different roles. If, if someone's needed on PP uh, down low below the dots or a PK, um, you really see that he can be put into different positions. And I think that will be so beneficial for Vegas going forward if under, other injuries happen and, and when players start coming back.
1: Want to ask, a well as well about Ivan Barbashev? You know, he has a former teammate, Alex Petrangelo, on the team. Obviously, these guys are professionals. You know, you expect them to come in and produce. But how important is that to have a guy that's a good friend that he can come into and kind of lean on early?
2: Yeah, he spoke about that this morning, and, and I'm sure we're going to hear more of it tonight. But it, I, it definitely helps. You have to think if you've ever just been sent off somewhere and then you have to do your job. 24 hours later it's tough there's a lot of emotions that go into it uh not necessarily knowing a system or or plays so to speak but he spoke so highly um of the conversations that he had with petrangelo before before coming here and obviously helping his family and whatnot so you lean on players that you've known in with with former teams but now to be reunited and playing together again i think that's special for them and i think you can see that on the ice uh, going forward starting
0: tonight we're with megan bozak former member of the u.s women's Olymp- olympic team national team and on the vgk broadcast tonight uh megan when we look at the goal scoring element for the vgk they were looking for more offense they've been getting it they've been getting it from some of their depth sources but they're also getting it now from a guy at the top in jack eichel who has goals in three straight games goals in five of his last seven and is, is starting to show the the sharpshooters mentality that we know him for
2: I think it's important that he's finding his way. And, you know, it's just like you said, um, he's a sharp shooter, And all of these guys can score. But it's what they produce and how they produce it. And to be completely honest, I, I think you're going to see a lot more from him. I think he's taking his game to the next level. And I don't mean consciously because he's obviously putting his best foot forward every single night. But he's hit that that next level. And I don't know if it's the excitement of, of feeling good out there or getting closer. It's almost March and and having a heavy, heavy game load in March, but he's been producing, he's been scoring. And I, Bruce Bruce has spoken on behalf of, he needs to be that player. They signed him last year, knowing that he can score. He can add that offensive element to Vegas lineup. So I think you're going to see another gear from him, which is exciting for the
1: fans. And Megan, on the back end for the Vegas Golden Knights are finally starting to get healthy. Bruce Cassidy has talked a lot about guys on the back end getting that first touch and kind of creating offense and, and starting that breakout. How important is it to have guys on the back end like that that can really start it out like Shay Theodore, for example?
2: I love watching Shay Theodore. I, I think he's strong on his stick. And especially when he comes up the ice, he sees the vision well. And as a defenseman myself, when we see a play, sometimes we want to set our feet and make that pass, which now is giving the opponents more time to skate towards where we want to play it or towards us. And I think Shea does a really good job of that, and, and so does Petrangelo and, and Alec Martinez as well. But starting that playoff by being that quarterback, getting a few strides up the ice, making that first pass. And in the last few games, I, I think that's been a key – to their success or their offensive opportunities, making that pass up and then joining the rush because you see last game, Stevenson skates the puck puck in. He gets the the puck, D to D, quick shot on net, and Amadio has a goal. So it all starts with the defense. If they can move their feet, if they can see that play, make the pass, let the puck do the work, but then let's join in on the fun on the offensive side of it.
0: Well, Megan, we're going to see you on TV tonight, but here in uh, the Vegas Valley, we're going to see you again much, uh, very soon after that as uh, you've been helping to grow the game of hockey in the Vegas Valley uh, throughout this season, even dating back earlier this year, uh, the rivalry series, the U.S. and Canadian women's national teams playing at the Dollar Loan Center. But we're going to see you tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken, as you're going to be uh, hosting a uh, an invitation-only hockey clinic for youth girls in Vegas. Uh, what can you tell us about that event at St. National Arena?
2: I am Sherry Hudspath has done such a phenomenal job with with the girls program and the grassroots program here in Vegas and just giving them an opportunity um like we all had to learn learn how to play, learn the game, learn to to love it and, and stick with it. So I'm excited to to be out there with them tomorrow night for for 2 hours and I'm looking forward to the Vegas game on Wednesday actually for the women's empowerment game.
0: Well, so much to look forward to this week, and Megan, we're looking forward to seeing you in town, but also to see you tonight as the Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche uh, get after it. It should be a good one, and uh, enjoy your time on the set tonight, Megan.
2: Thank you so much.
0: That is Megan Bozak, former member of the U.S. national team and the uh, women's Olympic team for the United States, uh, and we've spent time with Megan throughout this uh, season already, and uh not to mention, she did a game on the HSK uh, K side with us as well. Uh, if she wants to make broadcasting full time, I think uh, she's certainly got the chops to do it. It's going to be fun listening to her tonight.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, funny enough, her first game on the HSK side was my first game, so we got That's to do right. that
0: together. And we got to, to be on the in the booth
1: with you uh, for that first game back at the Our loan Center. So that was fun. And, and you know, she's going to kill it.
0: See, that was the best day of the season for me, just surrounded by rookies. <laughs> I felt like a leader, but uh, that's going to be fun tonight. And, of course, on the ice, Golden Knights in Colorado Avalanche. A lot of firepower in that game. We're going to discuss it more when we come back from a break. But first, attention, Golden Knights fans. We need your help in welcoming AFC Bournemouth to the Foley Entertainment Group, also known as the Cherries. AFC Bournemouth plays in the prestigious English Premier League, where they consistently take on some of the best football teams in the world. Show your support for the Cherries by catching their matches via stream on Peacock TV. To learn more and be a part of the club's exciting new era, make sure to visit afcb.co.uk. That's afcb.co.uk. And up the Cherries. We'll step out when we come back. We'll talk more about the recent success for the Golden Knights and a challenging schedule that is to come. We'll also break down more of the details of the Ivan Barbashev trade edition yesterday. It's all straight ahead on Nighttime at Noon. Brian McCormick and Justin Russo here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back on nighttime at noon, Justin Russo, Brian McCormick here with you. Golden Knights fans, if you want to learn how to skate like the pros or if you're curious to see where the Golden Knights practice, maybe want to grab some gear as well, you can stop by and visit City National Arena, located in downtown Summerlin, the official practice facility of the Vegas Golden Knights. For hours in programming, visit citynationalarena.com, citynationalarena.com, and learn more today. Well, we're at City National Arena at Studio 31, breaking down... Uh, The day's activities is the Golden Knights will take on the Colorado Avalanche this evening, a a red-hot Avalanche team, a Golden Knights team that's playing well, adding Ivan Barbashev uh, over the last 48 hours as well. Uh, Lots of trade movements around the league uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow, and beyond, up (laughs) until the uh, deadline on March 3rd, so we'll break down a little bit of that. Uh, as well. You know, let's start with the, the Barbashev topic again, as uh, great Megan Bozak uh, to join us and to, to give us a little thought of what the, uh, the thoughts on the ground are in Denver. Uh, but for Ivan Barbashev, it looks like he's going to move up on that top line immediately with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. So as we said, it can either be Barbashev himself impacting the top six or just giving Bruce Cassidy some balancing options. But we had seen Paul Cotter in that spot playing well, But now it gives them a chance to to move him into a spot that's a little more traditionally suited for him probably Mm -hmm. and – Ivan Barbashev, a breakout season last year with 60 points. He's regressed a little bit more to his career mean this season, but, you know, nonetheless, this is a guy that uh, has playmaking ability, but also adds stability, and it looks like they're going to put him with the big boys immediately.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and Alex Petrangelo even spoke a little bit on that regression that you spoke about. Said he kind of, the Blues have kind of played him in a bit more of a defensive role, kind of down the lineup, but Bruce Cassidy and Petrangelo both expect that he can really blossom here in the Vegas Golden Knights system and get that offensive game back, and for Barbashev, again, we expect him to play on, on the left wing with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault today, and Bruce Cassidy, that was one of the things he mentioned, just trying to add some physicality to one of those top two lines, and that's the line he ends up going with, but again, just allowing guys to move down that lineup and really fill in that bottom six.
0: And you'll have to take, uh, as uh, scripture, whatever Bruce Cassidy uses today, he's had Ivan Barbashev for uh, one morning as well, I mean, as the game's... Go on, everyone adjusts to each other, there's a chance for movement. Again, I think that's part of the value of this deal. you get a great player who's usable, but at the same time can give you depth options as well. If you look at the, the points that Barbashev put up last year on a very good St. Louis team, again, that was a breakout season for him. If you look at his prior seasons and the role he played, predominantly in a checking role, bottom six, you know, if this deal is made two years ago, it might remind one more of the Matthias Janmark ad of, okay, this is a depth player, checking guy with skill in offense who's going to give us more balance and is a playoff-type performer. That That's a good ad at this time of year. Maybe this iteration of Barbashev as he's developed and added a little bit more skill over the last 18 months, it can be more than that. But Ivan Barbashev, if he's 60-point Ivan Barbashev here, phenomenal. If he's 30-point Ivan Barbashev, yeah. that's going to be usable, too.
1: Yeah, 132 hits on this season still. So, you know, still contributing in that physicality role. And, and yeah, exactly. You know, he can... He can add to that top six and just complement some of those guys. You know, we've seen some skids for some of those guys at the top six at times. You know, you look at a guy like Chandler Stevenson who had a little bit of a skid, Jack Eichel. So just chipping in where he can offensively, but still providing that check and roll, getting in on the four check and helping those guys out so they don't have to do all the dirty work yeah. and giving them a little bit more open openness on offense.
0: And we'll uh, possibly, we might have a chance to hear from Ivan Barbashev uh, during this program, not one-on-one but <laughs> audio from this morning we'll see if that uh, comes through uh, on time talking about the the price that it took barbachev coming to vegas zach dean going to st louis zach dean the first round pick for the golden knights in 2021 so with that uh, of all the first round picks that the golden knights have had brendan brisson is the one that's still in the organization all the others have gone in deals similar to this to to help bolster for a playoff run zach dean had a strong season uh, in the qmjhl was a uh, gold medal win- gold medal winner at the World Juniors uh, and brings back Barbashev. And I would say for the Golden Knights, it's a good price, especially when you look, I mean, yesterday especially, the prices and oh. the, uh, the exchanges both in quantity and quality have been pretty wild uh, throughout this uh, trade deadline season so far this year to take a good, solid prospect uh, with a little bit of grit and turn him into really a an NHL full-time version of perhaps what you would hope Zach Dean could turn into at some point. You know, you get a sure thing in Ivan Barbashev. It's a fair deal.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of those prices yesterday were several picks, several players going around teams. We will but, discuss. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it's a great deal for the Vegas Golden Knights. And people, you know, of course, you mentioned that, that stat or the number with all the first-round picks moving out. But Ivan Barbashev is only 27 years old. It's not like he can't contribute moving forward for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's a pending you know, UFA. But Vegas Golden Knights have the cap space to sign a guy like that, and he can definitely contribute moving forward. So this isn't a, a mortgaging the future move for the Golden Knights right. where they only give up one prospect, and they still get a guy that can contribute years down the line.
0: It's a good uh, depth-adding t- uh, move for a team that is, is they uh, very much believe and very much appear to be playoff-bound. Uh, and a good price to do it. Again, we're going to talk about some of the other trade deadline uh, moves around the league yesterday, some of which uh, we're going to need to pull out the phone book to read all the names involved in them, <laughs> looking at you, San Jose, and New Jersey. Uh, as we look at the uh, the recent outings for the Golden Knights, last three games have all gone beyond regulation uh, in Chicago against Calgary and against Dallas. Uh, Golden Knights picking up uh, one win of those three. But for the Golden Knights, again, it's been a matter of, of grittiness in tight games. Uh, they were the victim of some comebacks. They were the executioners of a comeback against Calgary in the third period. But the reason they're finding points in these scenarios is largely because of the work of the bottom six. Your Waz, your Amadios, and especially Will Carrier, who has uh, perhaps augmented his not only his role but his potential uh, in the VGK organization with what he's done this season.
1: Yeah, this week especially, you can really see that kind of start to shine for the Golden Knights. You might look at that Chicago game and say, yeah, that one maybe was a little bit of a letdown given where Chicago is, but they bounced right back against Calgary. Didn't look great early on. They had two third-period goals. They were able to come back and win the game. And overall, just a largely—I mean, it was a competitive game on Saturday, and you just got to tip your hat to Jake Ottinger. I mean, both goaltenders, Brossois and Ottinger, 41 saves on 43 shots. They were just standing on their head the entire game. And for the Golden Knights, did— everything they could up until the final minute of the game when they allowed the goal in. And, you know, again, just one of those mistakes that is easily correctable, but you got to correct it moving forward, and it's one that they can take away with a point being happy about.
0: But, you know, I think it's so important, too, and I think the, the uh, matchup with Colorado tonight exemplifies that, too. Again, Colorado's won five in a row seven of their last ten, 6-0-1 in their last seven, as I'm just throwing numbers at you. Uh, They've scored four goals or more in five of their last seven. This is a team that's doing well offensively. They just made a trade in bringing back Jack Johnson for their own depth uh, yesterday. But the importance for the Golden Knights is continue racking up points. Now, it's not fair, and it's not realistic to say, would every team please go on a ten-game point streak? No, but <laughs> but that's what the Golden Knights are in the midst of, points in nine straight games. And if you look at what just A little hiccup can do. Uh, Seattle's had a a rough stretch of the last three wins in their last ten. They've dropped down uh, to fourth. You look at Winnipeg stumbled a bit over the last month. They've dropped down to fourth. Meanwhile, Colorado with a surge. They've now put themselves within reach of possibly the top spot in the central. It doesn't take a long hiccup to fall out of the picture, and it doesn't take more than a couple of weeks of solid play to improve your position. So for the Golden Knights, what they've done out of the the, uh, all-star break Still only has them two points ahead in the Pacific over Los Angeles, but it has allowed them to sit at the top, have control over their own situation, and not find themselves in the position other teams have found, which is falling a little bit back as teams like Colorado start to refine themselves. Because I think we can both agree that Colorado in January was the kind of team where you're like, okay, they don't look like last year's avalanche yet, but they're coming, Mm -hmm. and now they're here.
1: Yeah, the entire Western Conference playoff standing separated by six points, the top eight separated by just six points. And it's going to be extremely close for the Golden Knights. But look back to when the Golden Knights were playing earlier in the year and they had that really hot streak. And the the narrative around it was you know what? They're building points for later on. You know, they're building all these points. And if they happen to stumble, you know, which they did a little bit, injuries got to them like every team. But if they happen to stumble, they'll have those points to build on. You know, they have that bank built up. And yeah, like you said, it just took a little bit of a win streak for the Golden Knights, and they're right back up to first in the Western Conference. So things are going to be extremely tight moving moving down the uh the playoff or moving down the end of the season here for the playoff push. But for
0: the Golden Knights, in a good spot right now. And Tonight's Colorado contest is the first of what is a pretty s- challenging stretch <laughs> coming up. You look at the schedule to come for the Golden Knights. Again, Colorado tonight. Uh, then they'll host the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils. Montreal Canadiens in town as well, uh, and then a road trip out east that takes them to Florida, Tampa, Carolina. So uh, that is the next one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, the next seven games that's tough sledding and uh, is going to test the medal of this VGK group, not to mention the fact it's a stretch that straddles the trade deadline on the third. Yeah,
1: well, no better way to get ready for the playoffs than by playing every playoff team on the on the schedule. So for the Golden Knights, you know, look, it's going to be a tough stretch. You look at Carolina and New Jersey, especially coming up this week. New Jersey just adding Team Meier, which we'll get into a little bit later, yeah. but... For the, for the Golden Knights, a great way to, like you said, to test their metal, to get things kind of going here and get them into that playoff mode a little early. I mean, you talk about how close the or the Pacific Division is and the West is overall. Playoffs kind of start now because right. you lose a couple of games. You go from first, now you're down in sixth or seventh, and you're not even on home ice for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, nobody gets to the Stanley Cup final uh, by avoiding every good team. Eventually <laughs> you're going to run into that, uh, that buzzsaw. Uh, And this is going to be a really good test for the uh, Golden Knights to start the month of March. We're going to hop out, but when we come back, a little more talk about this nine-game point streak. Shea Theodore producing from the back end. Uh, And as we mentioned, the goaltending situation for the Golden Knights, as strong as it's been, Laurent Bersois down now day-to-day. Looks like Aiden Hill goes tonight. Michael Hutchinson uh, rejoins that goaltending battery. We'll discuss it all when we come back Tonight time at noon. Brian McCormick, Justin Russo here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena. This is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fans, home of the Henderson Silver Knights, the Vegas Nighthawks, and the NBA G League Ignite, the Dollar Loan Center is Henderson's place to be. Don't miss any of the action. Grab your tickets now and get more information about upcoming events, seating charts, arena policies, and much more at thedollarloancenter.com. The Dollar Loan Center. Dot com. Silver Knights have won three in a row as they try to push themselves back into the playoff picture in the AHL's Pacific Division. The Nighthawks are uh, just under a month away from kickoff on their season opener, so lots of exciting things going down in the heart of Henderson. Well, as we mentioned, as we welcome you back to nighttime at noon, Brian McCormick, Justin Russo here at you from Studio 31 at City National Arena in downtown Summerlin. Uh, Ivan Barbashev's addition, a big deal for the VGK, their first uh, real big move uh, of this trade deadline season to impact the NHL roster. They made a move earlier this month, uh, Dyson Mayo coming over and ultimately sent to Henderson uh, with the contract of Shea Weber and a draft pick going the other way uh, to the Arizona Coyotes. This is the first one that's going to impact uh, the uh, NHL on-ice activities for Bruce Cassidy's group. Ivan Barbashev expected to make his Golden Knights debut this evening in Colorado. Uh, and let's hear from the man himself as we have some audio from uh, the locker room after this morning's morning skate. Here was Ivan Barbashev. Where were you when you found out about the trade What was your first reaction?
3: Uh, Well, first of all, I was was home uh, in the kitchen, actually on my phone, and then uh, I got a thing from Twitter that I saw that, uh, you know, hearing that I'm going to Vegas, and uh, probably maybe five seconds later, my wife was screaming. So she she was really excited. Yeah, but that was uh, the moment that I kind of found out I was getting traded.
0: What's the feeling like going from a team that's having struggles like St. Louis to a team like Vegas that's really surging?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's actually really important for me. Uh, you know, just uh, yes, we all know there's there's been a struggle in St. Louis uh, pretty much all season, all season long, and uh, just coming here to Vegas uh, where the the team is winning and uh, got a really good team. It's uh, you know, it's really important for me that I can bring even more on the table. Does that take pressure off of you knowing that you can fit into this group and contribute and maybe not be the guy that's dependent upon every game? Uh, I mean. Not really, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of, like, it's been really weird today, you know, just uh, to get the team to know, uh, just, there's a lot of stuff is going on re- right now. How tough was, uh, obviously, a lot of memories in St. how tough was it saying goodbye to that city? Yeah, I mean, it was tough, you know, I spent there uh, seven years, uh, a lot of good memories, just like I said before, and, uh, you know, now I feel like it's a new challenge, uh, challenge for me and uh you know had a really big opportunity to, to go on a, on a long playoff run so i'm, I'm really l- looking forward
0: were you did you have a pretty good sense that that you would be dealt after you know you're seeing the blues sort of make
1: moves with tarasenko and o'reilly
3: yeah i had a good feeling it was coming so it was just a matter of time
2: yep. You haven't been here long, but how much does it help you to have familiarity with maybe a couple guys from the Chicago Wolves days, and of course Alex Petrangelo? Yeah, it's
3: nice. Uh, I mean, I actually got uh, from the airport to the hotel last night and I saw pretty much the the whole team. Uh, so it was kind of really good to to get this out of the way uh, yesterday. But uh, you know, like just you know uh, Petra Collasar and uh, Shay, It's uh, you know, it's good because I I, I play with them, so it's kind of makes it a little bit easier on me.
0: What have they told you about your role? And uh,
1: ain't
3: it? nothing yet. So, just play hockey. Win the game.
1: Do you do you lean a lot on a guy like Alex, sort of to sort of help you get the ropes in a new setting and all
3: that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been helping already. Uh, with uh, you know, his wife helped my wife a lot uh, already since yesterday. So uh, you know, like it's kind of nice uh, to have a a friend that played with. So he's yeah, he's been kind of helping me around, so which is nice.
0: And that was Ivan Barbashev from earlier today. And I, it sounded like it was Ashley Vice who asked the question, and a smart one. We've talked about the familiarity, not just having Alex Petrangelo on this VGK roster, but also, of course, the crossover of uh, the VGK and St. Louis Blues, both sharing the Chicago Wolves as an AHL affiliate, uh, transitioning from one to the other. So uh, there is some, uh, likely some comfort for Barbashev coming here, but... You know, you almost forget during trade deadline season, sometimes it's hard for players. It's definitely a logistical challenge getting to another city overnight and figuring everything else out later. But, you know, sometimes there's an excitement level, too. It's been a tough season in St. Louis. We heard uh, Craig Berube uh, specifically uh, talk about how challenging it's been for some of the top players in St. Louis uh, over the last week. This is a chance for Barbashev, who won a cup in St. Louis, accomplished a ton in St. Louis, to have another shot uh, with a first-place team ready to make a run. It sounds like it's a place he wanted to get to.
1: Yeah, and I think that cup just kind of builds on the excitement of wanting to get back to that moment. He got a taste of it, and he just wants to get back, but you know, he's not going to have it this year with St. Louis. And as he mentioned, you know, kind of the fire sale that they're having right now, now he gets the ability to come here to Vegas and play in the role and, you know, she said just play hockey. You know, he's not really too concerned about anything at the moment. Of course, he'll have to learn Bruce Cassidy's system and try to find out where he fits in, and the team will have to find out which lines he's best on. But right now, just play hockey and do his best to go win a cup.
0: And it looks like tonight Barbashev is going to be with Jack Eichel and with Jonathan Marshall, so that's what we're expecting to see. Uh, tonight in Colorado against an Avalanche team that, as we mentioned, playing well, and they're playing well because some of the big names are doing They're playing at the back of their trading card. Nathan McKinnon now, goals in three straight, eight of his last ten. He's got 19 points in his last ten games, uh, seven multi-point games in that stretch. Miko Rantanen, goals in four straight. I mean, usually the conversation for the Colorado Avalanche, you're looking at those two. And Kel McCarr, who this morning during uh, morning skate was in a red no-contact jersey. He's been dealing with concussion uh, symptoms. It looks like Golden Knights won't have to worry about Kel McCarr tonight. But McKinnon... Rantanen and the power play that comes with it's certainly something they need to be wary of.
1: Yeah, and that was part of their struggles earlier on was that those guys weren't available. They were they were yeah. so hurt, and you know we had called a couple of the Colorado Eagles games, and you know we're looking at the lineup saying where are all the Eagles? They're, oh, right. they're up and they're playing for the Avalanche. <laughs> so all their guys are up there, and that just told you how many injuries the Avalanche had. But yeah, all those guys coming back now, McKinnon, Landeskog, you know when they get McCarr back, you know Rantanen, all those guys, you know how dangerous they are. We saw the run that they made last year and how great offensively they are, and how hard they are to stop. So. Getting those guys back is going to definitely push them a little bit further up the standings, and we've seen them uh, so far this year, and it's going to be a good test for the Golden Knights tonight.
0: And it looks like Aiden Hill is going to be the one who's going to stare that down this evening as he's gotten healthy again. Again, it's been a rotating cast of characters uh, with a multitude of injuries for the Golden Knights between the pipes. Logan Thompson banged up. Aiden Hill was dinged up. Uh, and now Laurent Brassois, it's his turn. He's going to be out day-to-day, it looks like, as Michael Hutchinson has been brought back up from the Silver Knights. But you know, the other night against Dallas uh, for Bressois, the save he made in overtime against Tyler Seguin might be... Oh. Might be the leader in the clubhouse right now for save of the year. You saw it in person, did you not?
1: I did, yeah. It, it was incredible. And you can take a look at it here. I mean, just the crowd reaction, too, because the, the split second that the puck is on the stick, you're thinking, oh, here's the game, and then just waves back, windmill save, Mark andre Fleury-esque, if I may say so myself. And I think that's what endeared him to a lot of the Golden Knights fans. It's just kind of that style where he's just doing anything he can to make the save. And a beautiful one, extending the game and getting the Golden Knights to a shootout. So Brassois has been excellent for this team in the three games that he's played this week so far. And, of course, day-to-day now. But you have to figure he's going to find his way back into
0: the fold here with how well he played this week. And we, we need a name for that. Like, we need a <laughs> name for that. Like, Maradona's got the hand of God or yes. something. What do you call that reverse, no-look? Windmill fighting windmills, Don Quixote. I don't know what we'll call you get it. Get on but. a T-shirt. Well, well yo, know, that's that's Darren Mollard especially. We'll have him come up <laughs> with something clever because we need T-shirts in the shop. But that was great. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, what's great for Braswell too. Not only that he he played so well, and again, in, in the three games he's been up with the VGK, a 9.36 save percentage. I mean, he's been so great. And and what's a nice story with that is he went to the Silver Knights, played great in Henderson, but had patience and humility he spoke to this on more than one occasion with reporters the idea of like you know what I came out of injury recovery and into the season I wasn't ready when the season started I would have sent myself to Henderson too I understand but he didn't have a bad attitude about it he said okay this is where I am this is where I'm going to play this is where I'm going to win hockey games I'm going to fight my way back up and of course you have to wait for certain circumstances if that chance is going to come but he did his job he did it well and now he's oh wow Ryan and Songy, our, uh, our production <laughs> assistants, have come up with it. That is, The Bro Swat. Mm,
1: I love that. That is... Yes. Oh, I love it. I you know, love I, it.
0: You're not going to come in front of the cameras and take a bow because I think you're too shy. <laughs> no, they're refusing. But I just want you to know, like all great TV productions, it's the people in the writer's oh, room yes. that you don't see who come up with the gold. The Bro Swat t-shirts now. Yes, please. Um, but back on point, <laughs> Laurent Brouss- he did this... The mature, professional way, he's been rewarded for it now that he's gotten his opportunity. Again, he's, he's day-to-day right now, but in the opportunities he's gotten, he's been fantastic.
1: Yeah, just handled it like a true professional the entire way. Came back down to Henderson, has played excellent for the Silver Knights this season, and shared that net a little bit with Yuri Patera while he was out early in the season, but... Yeah, just found his way back to the top and you know that's for the case for a lot of guys in Henderson, you know, you look at a guy like Daniel Miramanov just biding his time down there, gets up to the VGK and immediately makes an impact. And Everyone's saying, "Well, we got to keep this guy around." You know, look yeah. at how well he's playing and he just came back to the Silver Knights uh yesterday for his first game back in a while after injury, but you know, these guys just handle it like professionals, you know, just just waiting for that opportunity and Francois
0: excellent in his three games back this week, took advantage of it. And you mentioned Daniil Miramanov on the back end uh, again with the HSK now. One of the reasons he might be with the HSK for a bit, perhaps. As of course, it's his own rehab, if you will, getting back into game shape. But also, he went up when there was a lot of injuries on the back end for the VGK. Those injuries are no longer the case. So, as highly as they think of Daniil Mirmanoff, I mean, maybe they'll get him back immediately. But it'll be understandable if he might have to hang back a little bit right now while the Golden Knights are playing well with a full contingency back there. But you talked a lot about Shea Theodore. Uh, earlier in the show and he's on a six game point streak Zach Whitecloud has been great I think part of the push for the Golden Knights now with the recent success is that that back end is again so complete yeah and if you look at Jack Eichel's success we've seen more odd man rushes from him of late Golden Knights have been able to get up ice and it's because of what they've been able to start with in their own end.
1: Yeah, Shea Theodore specifically, his mobility, you just can't really replace it. I mean, sometimes when he's weaving through guys, he looks like a forward on the power player. He's just coming through and he's getting his own shot. But, yeah, just the ability, you know, and as Bruce Cassidy mentioned, you know, we always listen to him and what he thinks about that back end. But just getting that first touch and getting it right up the ice to those high-skill forwards and allowing them to make plays and giving them some open ice. And that's been huge for the Golden Knights on the back end, getting Zach Whitecloud back, getting Shea Theodore back, and all those guys that contributed to the success the past
0: week. And that's going to be important tonight again because, as we know, when you're playing a speed team like Colorado, the transition game very, very important. We're going to hop out when we come back. We've been promising to talk a little bit about uh, league-wide trade deadline implications. We will do that in our final segment, Uh, and that is after I get off the phone trying to get Ryan and Songy a raise, the bro SWAT. That is get that hashtag trending right now. We're going to hop out. Brian McCormick, Justin Russo, here with you on a Monday afternoon nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, wrapping things up on a Monday afternoon, nighttime at noon, Brian McCormick, Justin Russo here with you from City National Arena. You know, the spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara, California, is a crown jewel in the Foley Entertainment Group located right by the ocean. Experience Oceanside Views in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at the Society State and Mason Tasting Room, and treat yourself to an unparalleled massage at Majorelle, all in the heart of the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel Californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a -a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Visit HotelCalifornian.com. That's HotelCalifornian.com. Visit today and book your next stay. As mentioned, Brian McCormick, Justin Russo here with you on a fun Monday as we get set for the Golden Knights in Colorado Avalanche tonight. That can be heard here on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Dan Duva. And, uh, you know, Justin, it's trade deadline season. It's one of the most fun times of year. I love this time of year overall. It's <laughs> trade deadline. We're gearing up towards playoff races. Oh, yeah. We can start talking about magic numbers, tragic numbers. Uh, <laughs> spring training is underway. This is a geared time for sports and and sports fans. But let's talk about some of the recent Uh, trade deadline moves. I think by now a lot of people thought we might have a chance to talk about Patrick Kane moving. It looks like the Rangers are going to be the destination. They're just trying to make the math work. Um, We continue to wait, but it looks like that's where everyone thinks that's going. Mm -hmm. The trades that did get done, Timo Meyer is finally moved. He goes to the New Jersey Devils in a a pile of picks and players going in both directions. (laughs) Uh, And let's start with that one. First of all, Timo Meyer going to New Jersey. And although... A good return for San Jose, both in quantity, and they get some good prospects. It didn't cost the Devils Alexander Holtz. It didn't cost them Simone Nemitz. It looks like New Jersey did pretty well here, too.
1: Yeah, exactly, and for New Jersey, I think this, they kept 11 of their top 12 prospects, what it was, uh, according to Bob McKenzie, so a good deal for New Jersey, and they get a guy in Timo Meyer that just adds to that, that high-powered forward group in New Jersey with the likes of Jack Hughes, and... If you're the Vegas Golden Knights, of course, that was one of the names that was thrown out there, everyone. That was the big fish left. But he goes to the Eastern Conference at the very least. So he's out of the West. He, you know, He's not going to be a huge problem, hopefully for the Golden Knights, if they happen to meet the Jersey, New Jersey Devils in the Stanley Cup. Finally becomes a problem. But, yeah, you know, a decent return, but... Not huge, of course. Timo Meyer was facing that qualifying offer in San Jose. You know, were they going to pay him? Were they not going to pay him? And he's a, U- a UFA uh, this summer as well. So New Jersey's going to have to try to work out a deal there. But huge for their Cup run this year.
0: And again, San Jose is in uh, rebuild mode, pretty much uh, committed to that, and they got a really good pile of picks and uh, prospects coming the other way. Just not some of the high end ones we thought we might see. Uh, New Jersey have to part with. Another move that saw a lot of uh, names going in either direction, uh, is, well, I should, I'd say a lot of names going in one direction, a lot of picks <laughs> going in one direction, kind of like one of those trades you put into a video game and see if the game accepts it. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, yesterday between, and I'm talking about the Tanner Janot deal, by the way, let me finish the thought. Tanner Janot going to Tampa Bay, the Predators getting Calfoot, a 2025 protected first-round pick, a 2024 second, a 2023 third, a 2023 20, fourth and <laughs> a 2023 20 fifth, which was basically Tampa saying, we don't care about that draft after the first 30 <laughs> picks, basically. Um, but that was a a tremendous haul for Tanner Janot, who had a great year last year, has had much more uh, pedestrian numbers this year, certainly brings that bottom six sandpaper. But I can't imagine what the other offers were that the Predators were getting, that Tampa had to go to that extent to get a player like Tanner Janelle.
1: Especially when you consider in another trade that Nashville made, Nino Rider going to the Winnipeg Jets
0: for a pick. second-round
1: pick, one second-round pick. So Tanner Janelle, all of a sudden, all these picks going to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but hey, that was their guy, they wanted him, and
0: they were going to do anything they could to get him. And I'll tell you, I think the Predators thought, like, you know what? We haven't been surprising enough. The the biggest news that came out of Nashville, possibly even bigger than that, Mm -hmm. is that David Poyle is retiring. He has been the general manager and president of hockey operations, been the general manager in Nashville since the beginning. And he's replaced by, I think if you ask Predator fans, who's the perfect person to replace him? (laughs) It's Barry Trotz. He's coming back Mm -hmm. after eight years gone, a cup in Washington, four solid years and two conference finals appearances with the Islanders. Barry Trotz is coming back to be the general manager in Nashville, which is impressive business done for all the general managers looking at the trade block and trying to make moves, and then they said, "Well, let's replace the general manager simultaneously." Uh, Barry Trotz will move in on on July first, but that's a that's a fun story in Nashville too.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you're moving forward as a Predators fan, can't be more excited about that. Obviously, they're in a little bit of a transition. You know, some of their o- other guys are getting older and trying to rebuild that team as well. Maybe a team like St. Louis, they're kind of in the same boat in trying to usher out some of the older guys and bring in that new era of Predators hockey. But you got to be excited if you're a
0: Preds fan. And maybe that's, maybe that's what this was. Maybe Barry Trott says, I'll take the job, but I want a ridiculous number of draft picks in 2023. Make it happen. He exactly. says, all right, Barry, yep. we'll get it done for you. But uh, lots of movement in the national organization. I'll tell you what, I think one of the things we is from this trade deadline, too, is the East is loading up. Oh yeah, Boston got uh, Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway. The Rangers have added Tarasenko and look like they might not be done. Timo Meyer, Bo Horvat to the Islanders has pushed them back into the playoff conversation. Uh, the West has made some tinkering moves. The West isn't done. Vancouver looks mm-hmm. like they still got more stuff to move. Um, well, a lot of teams out West have not jumped into the trade deadline fray yet with full fury, and the East is in an arms race. I feel like it might be a little bit of a domino effect in the
1: West with teams so close. You're thinking, okay, what is this? What is the team around me going to do? And do I have to make another move? And and Kelly McCrimmon himself saying after the, you're on the trade deadline after the Barbashev deal saying, you continue to work. If opportunities present themselves that make sense, we still have time to act on those. We've got the cap space available for us to still be able to add if the right deal presents itself to make our team better. So yeah. sounds like a GM who is at the moment content with the depth that he has, but knows that if other teams around him are going to make moves, that they have the ability to go get another guy.
0: And again, there's still plenty of players out there t- that uh, can be oh, moved. Yeah. Vancouver looks like they still have some assets they'd be interested in moving. Jacob Chickren is still not moved anywhere, <laughs> uh, as he's been on uh, sabbatical for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's, he's, been. he's still in the, uh, the the mix. Edmonton looks like they want to add a defenseman, perhaps. San Jose could still talk. Eric Carlson. So there's still moves that can be made, but right now we've not seen the big splash yet from teams that you thought might be looking to do so dallas la they, they've been quiet so far
1: yeah like you said mostly just depth adds at the moment and for the west a lot of a good teams up top the west so you'll know, mostly probably comfortable with what they have but again got to find that guy that can fit into the lineup so you don't want to disrupt chemistry at this time of the year as well so if you got guys or lines rolling you don't want to throw a guy into the lineup and ruin all of that but you got to find that right fit
0: and how will uh, the next couple of weeks or i should say the next week Affect some other teams. For example, a Buffalo Sabres team that's young and fun and trying to get in. Alex Tuck is out week to week. Uh, What will that impact as well? Songhi, Ryan, any questions for the last 30 seconds from the interwebs? (laughs) Good. We covered it well, as we always do. Justin, this was fun. Thanks for hopping in, pal. Oh, it's been a pleasure. He's Justin Russo. I am Brian McCormick, the Vegas Golden Knights. Back to work tonight as they take on the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche winners of five in a row. Golden Knights with points in nine straight. Something's got to give. You can hear Dan Duva on the call tonight on Fox Sports Las Vegas as puck drop scheduled for 6 p.m. Pacific time. Golden Knights and Avalanche in Ivan Barbashev's VGK debut.